You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. of the anti-social show he is tyson saner and he is hunter block yay so what's going on tonight tyson oh you know not much just talking to you uh doing our soundcast what uh what are you up to i am talking to you and uh just relaxing tonight i i got to actually listen to uh your second episode of uh succotash oh really uh yeah, it was very entertaining, dude. I liked it a lot. That just came out uh, over the last uh, weekend here. Yeah. It was, and uh, I got to uh, be introduced to a lot of new podcasts and soundcasts, which is pretty cool. I'm going to check out as well. Well, it's uh, one of the benefits of listening to, uh, to Sakatash is uh, hearing of, of other soundcasts. Like, even when I was just contributing to it, uh, I would never know really what Mark was going to come up with every week so i'd be supplying soundcasts that i either listened to or uh you know new people who who did to like like they're like uh, i'd hear people talk about other soundcasts on the soundcast i listened to and then i'd i basically look for the next thing to listen to instead of just like trying to do it randomly but anyway the point is uh he'd he'd, he'd come he'd have soundcasts that i had never heard of uh, or, or maybe i hadn't gotten around to listening and i'd hear get to hear snippets of stuff that i might not have had time to listen to like I, I really enjoy Larry Miller as a comedian, but I rarely listen I get to listen to his soundcast, and it is excellent. It's just um, it's uh, it's harder to find opportunities to listen to it. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it's 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 as much as a company. Yeah. Um, no, you're saying I'm sorry, but no, it's okay. I was kind of rambling. I felt like I was uh, rambling. Like, this can't be that interesting to people, so it's what I'm saying. So it's just. We always ramble on the show, so it's all right. Um, no, I know. Yeah. Actually, you know, Suck- Succotash has been around for, what, seven years, right? Yeah, seven years, at least seven years. Sounds and like for seven years, you guys have never run out of, like, you know, clips where, you know, there's there's never been, like, a shortage. How many soundcasts do you think are, like, truly out there, really? Oh, um, well, I've heard the number 100,000 kicked around, but... It's, it's, and it is possible because Soundcast is the new meme, and uh, people are still calling podcasts, of course. But I mean, like I say, Soundcast when when I I say Soundcast as much as possible. But like I said to to Mark when we were uh, talking on the last episode that he did, where we where we where he interviewed me and we talked at the end of that, he asked me if we were going to keep up if I was going to keep up the Soundcast name, and I was like, yeah. I mean, I'll call them podcast if people don't 
know what I'm talking about other than that. If like if I, you know, I'll be like, well, the podcast, but I call them the soundcast, and then if they ask, I'll explain why I will just launch into why. It's just I'll try and say soundcast until people get the. I don't know what that is, and I'll be like, or if they say, is that like a podcast, then we'll have that conversation. However it works, I'm going to still attempt to push uh, the, the term soundcast forward gently, and I appreciate I appreciate your support in that matter. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think I, I, think I like the, the, the word soundcast myself. I mean, because if you really think about it, it did start off as the name podcast, mm-hmm. but everything has to evolve. Everything has to change, because if something stays the same all the time, you know, there's no room for growth or anything like that. So I, I like the I like the the term soundcast, and I really think that we'll give it a few more, we'll give it another couple of years. I think everyone's going to start calling them soundcasts, as to opposed of like podcasts. But we can only hope. We can only hope. You know, but so th- that's my theory anyway. So I mean, I do like the word soundcast, and then of course when I started incorporating the word soundcast into my you know, into my vocabulary as to opposed to like podcasting, <clears throat> you know, I was like, I had to like catch myself a couple of times because it's like, okay, soundcast, podcast, you know, it, it, I was kind of like getting used to the word soundcast as to opposed to podcast. Right, right. But I do still use the word podcast if people don't understand, like you, like if people don't understand what I'm talking about. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, podcast, you know. But with this show right here, we never actually specified if it was a podcast or a soundcast. We just call it the anti-social show. We never say the anti-social podcast. We just say the anti-social show or more formally anti-social show because there's technically no the in there. We just say the anti-social show. So. Yeah, I, I, I made it a habit to try and say anti-social show. And if I accidentally do say the anti-social show, I will stop and just say anti-social show. Right, sometimes I have to stop myself before the comes out because I really want to say the antisocial show, although I know it's not called the antisocial show. And it's because other people say the antisocial show, and that's how you know language happens: is we hear people speaking and then we mimic speech. So I mean, that's <laughs> so eventually that'll happen with soundcasts, and eventually I'll stop putting a the out there verbally. I'll just go in my head, like in the king's speech when he's trying not to stutter before he says people. Uh, the um, speech therapist gets him to think of the word uh people so but he says so they say uh people so so because he gets stuck on the p but if he says uses uh and launches into the word for some reason it works as i don't know i don't know if that's a common speech therapy thing or if it's just uh peculiar to that fictionalized version of historical events when it comes to like speech you know we i think we do think in language uh the theory of it is anyway. So, like you know, sometimes the, the the language in your head sounds a lot better than the language that comes out of your mouth. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I don't think completely in pictures, but I do think lots of lots of pictures. Um, like I try to, I was trying to figure out what something was called, and, and a lot of this is happening because I'm learning another language. So I'm starting to learn about those particular words for things, you know, and when we talked about that one time, how combinations of words kind of get approximates of, of words we use in English, even though it doesn't literally translate to the same phrase in English, part of learning the other language is thinking in that language, not necessarily the words, but the word order that is peculiar to that language. That happens with, with French and with German as well. Like, uh, like uh, there's a story uh, about 
uh, there's a journalist who's raising his uh, child to be bilingual because his wife speaks French and English, so they're raising it to be to speak French and English. So the way that certain things translate is, you know, the subject verb agreement is a little out of place. Like, for example, it's like, or the or the uh, the way the way something is said. Like, for example, the the, the boy says, you know, uh, they're at, out at the park together, and he says, "Daddy, take off the sweater of me." Not like take off my sweater, like we say my sweater, but the of the sweater of me. But he said that in English, not in French. It's just in French, it would be whatever the sweater of me is, and you would hear that, and your brain would go, "Oh, you mean my sweater?" But the kid is still learning both languages, so he says it, says it out loud. And then, the, and the dad, not wanting to hurt the process, but also kind of, you know, like to under, to indicate that he understands what the child is saying. And to help things along, and they're out in public, you know. He says, "He goes, no, no, leave on the sweater of you." You know, he's like, um, "I have on my sweater of me. Your mom has on her sweater of her. The wind is cold. She blows. You know, <laughs> yeah. The wind is cold. She blows. You know, this is this is all stuff that would have been in French, but he's saying it in English. Meanwhile, people in the park are looking like, what the who, what what is this odd?" <laughs> But it was an odd conversation That's because you're trying to teach the now French is French the uh, primary language of the child and English is secondary language no it's, a, it's supposed well supposedly it was both I mean this is from a reader's digest uh, collection of stories uh, from God knows when maybe the 60s or the 70s I think it was called laughter is the best medicine and uh, this was one of the excerpts and it was a pretty funny story um, but nice. so no my understanding is that they are um, they're attempting to make sure that the child learns both languages at the same time which you know because their young minds are like sponges as what they say oh absolutely i think when you uh i think when you have a, a small child growing up um and this is not always like the case because as, as you get older um you i think your brain still has the ability to learn to take things on but I noticed that a younger mind has the ability to learn certain things faster. So, like, you know, growing up, like, you know, different languages, that's the time to teach the kid to be bilingual. bilingual. Yes. I do remember what what we were talking about before I got off on the tangent. It was was about correct words and, like, trying to figure out what something is called. Um, Yes. So, like, the idea of the parking lot, it's like we say parking lot, but it's it's a, a parko and then AO is a place. So, it's a place where you park or parking place or we would say parking lot so now is that the language you're learning no, well yeah that's esperanto that's in that language so that's the example of that but the thing is, is i don't know what the word is for and i don't know if there's a, one word or several words but you know how uh in uh, you go to like disneyland right you ever been mm-hmm. to disneyland or one of the disney places oh, yeah. okay so yeah. you know when you go into like i don't know what it's called storybook town it's the place where you can well actually the multiple places where you can get on a not a tram, but it's on. A, you're on a ride, and the ride takes you through the story of the film, mm-hmm. with like cutouts and things and animated puppets. That and it's all this. It's the same every time you go through. And as you're going through and hitting, as you're going through and hitting one, you're kind of hearing the last one fade away and the new one coming on. And you know, it's, there's lights and moving things. And you know, what I'm talking about like like mm-hmm. Alice, like Alice in Wonderland used to be my favorite when I was a kid because you'd ride in the in the, in the caterpillar, and then you'd. Uh, and I guess you'd go up some kind of incline because by the time you were done, you were up above the crowd, and then you'd kind of slowly go down this leaf, this track that was on a, a, a series of leaves, as though you'd shrunk down to the size of the caterpillar. Anyway, it was um, that was the awesome one. So that type of ride, 
where you are taken through something, like Peter Pan is another example. You get in this, this pirate ship and it takes you out over a city and then you look down and there's this fake miniature animated city that is supposed to give the impression that you're high up in the air just like they were in the film. Like this type of ride. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So that type of ride, like we just call it a ride, but it's, it's, it's got to be a specific thing. Like it's not a diorama. Is it a, a ride through diorama? It's a, you know I I don't know what the term would be for that type of ride. Now is there uh, is there like an actual word in Esperanto for ride or or oh um, there probably is I don't actually know what the word for ride is in Esperanto I just mean in English like what is that kind of ride oh. called like what is oh in English yes uh, but what is that what do, like you would call like like um, like the Matterhorn is a roller coaster. Right. I um, would just call that a ride. A Space Mountain is an indoor roller coaster. Sorry, what? Well, you're talking about the Peter Pan ride, whether it's like a like a diorama or something like that. I would just call that a ride, wouldn't you though? I would, but I want I would want to differentiate it from other things that are rides. Like so when I said it was a is a like you know, because a roller coaster is a ride, a merry go round is a ride, a bumper mm-hmm. bumper cars aren't really a ride. Um Autopia is is a ride because it's on a closed track. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yep. like, so would you call it a story ride or like you know? Because this is the thing, because t- it's it's specifically a ride that takes you through the story of mm-hmm. a movie. That's like, true. Like that's a very specific thing. You know, even Haunted Mansion isn't that. I mean, Haunted Mansion is just a bunch of different scenes from you know this kind of kooky sort of like cartoonish graveyard as is Pirates of the Caribbean at least it used to be I don't know if they've updated it to include like plot, the plot of the films but I know that they've changed certain pirates to add like Jack Sparrow and things like that but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily a, like it's not a drive through of, of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie that might be coming right. that might be in the works but classic Pirates of the Caribbean doesn't the ride doesn't really have a story it's just vignettes however Snow White Peter Pan Mr. Toad's Wild Ride uh, Alice in Wonderland, maybe one more that I can't think of at the moment. Oh, uh, not Raiders, not the Indiana Jones ride either. But those specifically, those four I named, specifically take you through the movie. So I'm wondering what that kind of ride is called because I'd really like to see one, or I have an idea for one uh, that takes you through the story of Citizen Kane. Ooh, Citizen Kane? Yeah, because it has some very distinct set pieces that might be interesting. As if they were, in, it was in a kind of a ride through. So maybe a ride through, a ride through movie. Ah, it just that would actually be um, ride through movie would work. An interesting question for our, our guests who are like uh, or our listeners who are hardcore listeners uh, or hardcore uh, Disney fans uh-huh. is what actually are every all those rides that Tyson just named? What are they actually called? Are they called rides? Or are they called you know uh, story? Uh, story land rides. I or mean, dioramas. They're, they're definitely called. They're definitely called rides. But I mean, like, yeah, is it a, is a specific? You know, yeah, it's got to be a specific ride. Like Thunder Mountain, even is pretty much. A, it's a roller coaster. Is it? Yeah, it's a yeah. roller coaster. Roller coaster. Um, but you wouldn't call there's these. Only, there's only one ride. Like I've been to. I've been to to Disneyland and. I don't mind going through like the Peter Pan ride or, or Mr. Toad's wild ride, but there's only one ride that I will never go on again. I hate it. I think it's creepy. Not scared of it. It's just creepy and annoying. Oh yeah, and which one? It's a small world after all. <sighs> oh yes, it's a small world. 
I I would definitely go on Small World again because just because I haven't seen it in um, God, so annoying. Twenty five years, probably something like that. I know it hasn't changed, but that's the thing. It's like a time capsule of nineteen sixty four, I guess. You know, it's yes. Did, did you ever see Tomorrowland? That uh no. Oh, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, I don't think it did that well commercially, but it's uh it's you know it's a solid movie. It's directed by Brad Bird. Is Brad Bird's first. First live action movie, yeah. He's he's, he's the guy who directed. Uh, I think he did uh, directed The Incredibles, and well, he definitely directed The Incredibles. But I think he also directed The Iron Giant, which I didn't see, but I hear is good. It's a classic among people who are slightly younger than me. Now, was that the movie you recommended me to watch? What Tomorrowland? Who was that? No, no, Tomorrowland. Yeah, was that it? No, no, no. I, uh, the Miami Connection was the one I uh, I recommended. Okay, so I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch that tomorrow and let you know what I think for uh, okay. the future. But I haven't had a chance to watch it because I just been like it's been crazy. Yeah, I discovered this movie kind of late in life. I only just uh, got to watch it for the first time uh, recently. But this is kind of what happens to me. Like I hear about these cult films, and it's like I don't necessarily have access to them. Like The Room, for example. I mean, I first saw The Room five years ago. The movie's been out for fifteen. So. It's just, it's, you know, you, you hear about it. I have it. not seen that movie. Oh, The Room? You've not seen the Tommy Wiseau's The Room? This isn't the movie with Brie Larson. No, like, but I've heard I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a... It has two actors and, and just one room. No, right? that's that's not that's not the same one. It's definitely not the same oh, movie. Oh, no? No, no. Oh, well, maybe there's a... Well, fudge, I should show you the trailer. For, oh, you, okay. You know this, this movie that just came out with, like, James Franco as this character that's making a film? Does it sound familiar at all? You know, it, it just occurred to me, you might not actually get uh, to, as inundated with different types of media as I do to myself because of all the things that I have to research and whatnot, so I could probably come across mm-hmm. more of this stuff. That's cool. Let me send you a trailer for uh, The Room. Uh, okay. Uh, so Miami Connection is definitely what you would consider outsider art because it wasn't mainstream when it was made. And uh, there's a great uh, series on Vice called Outsider, actually, that... Uh, Started, I think, in 2013-ish, and it's it's I think it's it's got about four four I'm thinking about four episodes. I don't know if there's more than four episodes of it, but it's the first episode is about is about Miami Connection, and the fourth or which is potentially the last one is about uh, Birdemic. Did you ever see Birdemic? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Okay. Okay, so speaking of films, uh, and right, right through films while I'm looking for this, I did want to mention I saw mm-hmm. another movie recently that uh, is completely the opposite. It's you know, a huge budget film. It also didn't do that well, but I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, do you have a chance to see Valerian yet? Valerian. Also known as... Not that one yet either. Also known as Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. No, but now I want to see it. It's uh, based on a, a graphic novel series from... from, from France, I think, and from like the sixties or seventies. So, like, uh, and it was it was made by the it was adapted into a film by Luc Besson, who did also did The Fifth Element. Oh, okay, now that I saw. Yeah. So, like, imagine yeah. like The Fifth Element with like five times the budget, so, and like with today's technology. I'm not that Fifth Element then wasn't amazing because it was Fifth Element was great, you know, but it also didn't do you know it wasn't a huge hit. It was wrong. It's just kind of more of a cult thing. Valerian didn't do great. But it's worth watching, I'd say. Um, so let me send you the trailer for the room real quick. There. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to check out those movies because I like, I like to watch movies that I've never seen before. Because I, I, I definitely like, um, like I, I, I'm the type of person that likes to just give movies a chance if I think they sound good. 
you know, because you never know. Like, even if like a movie doesn't sound good, it could be good. You never base a a, a book by its cover. So, like, did you ever see like the the classic movie Q? Uh, yes, with Michael Moriarty. Yeah, uh, like in, in New York City, the big the big winged serpent. Yeah, it's a what's a. Quetzalcoatl or something. The uh, the uh, it's a giant winged serpent god of um, was it Aztecs or Mayan or something like that. It's one of those. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, and it's a uh, yeah. That was a. You know, see, I, like, was, I, you know, I actually haven't seen it in a long time. I remember enjoying it. I think it was a good. It's free on YouTube. Really, it's a good monster yep. movie. Certainly, All right, that, that was definitely a good movie. But it's, it's like, it's one of those movies that aren't like, you know, it's not mainstreamed. No. Know? No, I guess not. It's, well, it's a little more, um, it might be one of those ones that kind of got forgotten with the era. Like, um, like there's a lot of horror movies that came out when I was young that I was never going to be able to see until later in life. So, like, I finally did see some of them. What was one called? The Stuff? That uh, I've seen. That one was recommended to me by, by, by uh, Corey Epps a while back, like many, a few years ago. So I saw that. Corey Epps of uh, Evil Teddy Bear Podcast, now Podcore, and he also sings and writes songs now. He's a, so check that out on SoundCloud if you get a chance, people. I got your I got your PM. Let me check it out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. On YouTube. Rated R. Uh huh. All right. So we're checking out the room. A perfect world. <laughs> Is that pretty good? Thanks, honey. They're beautiful. A perfect life. I would do anything for my girl. I love you, Lisa. I love you, Johnny. He provides for you. Darling, you can't support yourself. I don't love him anymore. He didn't get his promotion. And he got drunk last night. And he hit me. It's not true, darling. I hit her. I treat you like a princess. And you stab me in the back. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! <laughs> the Room, a film with the passion of Tennessee Williams, directed by Tommy Wiseau. The best movie of the year. Experience this quirky new black comedy. It's a riot. Oh my god. That's like that's like a like a like a uh to me it's it, it almost looks like an eighties soap opera, but like ten times like you know, like ten times worse, dude. It's like I'm so watching this now. It's it's it is it's one of the worst movies ever made, but it's it very but it's very entertaining. Oh, it looks entertaining. That's like the type of movies I like. So hold on. So this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. This is the list. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The list. The list. Okay. The list, and I'm adding this now. The room. Okay. Oh, okay. Movie. All right. So then in uh, Miami Connection. Uh, I will send you the trailer to Miami Connection, which is totally different, and it's got great music. The uh, movie does. I know you like good music in movies. Uh, yes. Yeah. So these are these are both essentially outsider art that did well because they're people who are not professional filmmakers who have a passion to make a project, and then they do, and then uh, amazingly, uh, sometimes not right away. <laughs> these projects do well yeah. and find in their audience. Like, for example, with The Room, it took uh, less than 10 years for it to find its audience. Which, when did uh, The Room come out? 2003. Okay. Sure. And Miami Connection came out in 1988. It was made in 87, came out in 88, and it didn't find its audience until 2012, basically. 
sometimes that happens, dude. Sometimes they uh, take like remember we talked about um uh, I forget what episode now, but you remember we talked about uh, Franklin Jello's Dracula? Yes, yes, we yes I do remember that. That didn't have a cult following until the 80s because that came out in like 1979, 78, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, it didn't have. It didn't have a uh, the reaction that uh, everyone thought it was going to have when it was in the movies, um, but when it came out on like you know VHS and eventually DVD, that's when it really started having like a like a cult following. So it, it took quite a few years for people to really appreciate this adaptation of Dracula. It's the same thing with like the room. I'm sure like it took people a while to to really fully appreciate the movie because people don't really see it right away. I, I would say know? I would say that's probably more true of Miami Connection because it took a lot less time for the room to to um, to catch on, considering how strange and it is. It it, it actually it took a surprisingly less amount of time because it's like it found an audience like among people who like Paul Rudd. He is one of the people who like helped discover this film and get it in front of and get it more screens and whatnot, and and in, in a very short, a relatively short period of time, you know. And then like there's a, there's a well anyway there's a, a Vice documentary about it on Outsider which you can watch and the audience can watch at some point that tells the story. But I'd recommend seeing the movie first. And sorry, it tells the story of Miami Connection, which took longer, not the story of the room. There's other things. Oh, so there is a movie out called The Disaster Artist, which is basically the making of The Room with James Franco playing mm-hmm. Tommy Wiseau. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. That's, that's, uh, so that's what that's about, is that movie. There's that, that trailer is, uh, what I showed you, is the, is the movie that is, that is the movie that is, the, the story of being, it being made is the, the, the Disaster Artist. That was a terribly worded sentence I just tried to force out of my mouth there. But anyway, so I sent you the trailer for Miami Connection. So, well, go ahead. You look like you wanted to say something. Sorry. Yeah, I um, I did not make the connection of uh, the room, and of course the disaster artist. I did, in fact, uh, I did, in fact, see the trailer for Disaster Artist in the movie theater. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So, so, but see, things things escape my notice too. Like, I mean, this is what exactly what I'm talking about because the movie Miami Connection came out in 1988. It found its audience in 2012, and I only just discovered it in 2018. So, so it's yeah, like 30, do, 30 years from, from existing to me seeing it. How many movies are, are out there? So it's kind of hard to keep track of like what came out. Or, or like if you were to go through like a list, like pick one genre. There's at least right? 60,000 movies. There's at least 60,000. Yes. And those are just ones with, with Motion Picture Association numbers on them. Actually, no. There's not quite sixty thousand yet, but there's about, there's there's over fifty thousand with with motion picture production code numbers. But um, there's also lots that don't have that. So, you know, a quarter million movies now, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But if you were if you were to go online, because I did, if you were to go online, pick one year, like let's do ninety three or ninety two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Pick one genre, like horror. Mm-hmm. And you can see how many movies came out that year of horror mm-hmm. that, like, you never even known came out until you're like you're looking at the list. Sure, you know what I mean. And there's even more now. Like, I wouldn't even want to. Like now, I don't know if I could. The amount of movies that come out in one year 
including theatrical, uh, ones that are straight to streaming, like straight to Hulu or Netflix, or, you know, these are all legitimate avenues of seeing brand new material. Now, Amazon Originals, you know, Amazon used to be a bookstore, and then it was a everything delivery service, and then now it's a production studio as well. I mean, I watch Amazon Prime. You can watch Miami Connection on Amazon Prime. It's, mm-hmm. it's free on Amazon Prime, and so is our two riff tracks, which my wife and I actually watched the other day. We saw the live riff tracks version of uh, Miami Connection, which was pretty entertaining. We haven't watched the version that's just the audio riff tracks, but it's probably, but it's going to be different jokes, probably. Nice um, riff tracks. Now, you go ahead. Yeah. Here's the thing: like, how many movies have been lost in time? Where like you have images of these movies in your head right sure but like you forget like the titles but it, it, it doesn't really matter anyway because no matter where you go you can't find these movies because they are legitimately forever gone oh you mean like forever destroyed films or or like yeah like it's like they never like these movies like probably didn't do good enough to like make it to to dvd so that's why when you go into like a like a store that sells movies, you, you can't find these movies because you know they're yeah. lost in time. And like here's a movie space. that's lost in time, kind of. Hmm. How many like have and this goes to Tyson, this goes to our listeners. Have you ever heard of the movie called Extra? I've heard of that movie. I have. That was a movie when when the first VHSs home 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 video cassette tape recorder players were introduced to the market Ooh. in uh, not the ones on big reel-to-reels in the 70s, but in the 80s when they were releasing those. And, uh, there was a place in Arcata that you could rent from, and you'd rent a machine, and then you'd get two, two, two movies. Mm-hmm. Unless it was kids' films, and then you'd get, you could get two of those in one regular adult title, so like, you know, PG or R and above. So like the parents would get whatever they want and then they'd throw the kids a couple of, you know, like a Disney film or something with some cartoons on it. You know, that was fine. Um, I also remember what the first movie we rented from there and saw at home was and it was Time Bandits. And not long... Good movie, by the way. Not long after Time Bandits came out, like around this era. So Extro was a poster in the lobby of that of that oh, uh, place. So and, and the place across the way, across town, actually had a, a poster of Laser Blast, which you might, <laughs> which I actually saw finally on the Mystery Science Theater version. Anyway, so Extro, yes. I know yes. very little about it, but it does look. It has a great creepy looking alien on the cover. And Basically, uh, I got well. I told you, like, there's movies like in my mind, and I forget like. Like I forget the titles, so I will. If, if it's something that I really want to see again, I will painstakingly Google it. I will try to remember something about it to where I can find it. And when it came to extra, I got lucky because I went through all the science fiction horror genres of like the '80s and things like that. So for anyone who hasn't seen uh, this movie, for our listeners out there, and for Tyson, uh, you haven't seen it, right? Um, um, right. I haven't seen it all the way through yet. Okay, so it's. It, it starts off with uh, father, son. They're, uh, first of all, it's in another country, I, I believe. I think. Don't hold me to that. I think it might be in England. I'm not sure. Um, okay. So they're, they're, it's the father and the son. They're, they're in the front yard. They're, they're outside. I think the mother's going out to do some errands, whatever. And the father gets abducted by a UFO, and he's taken away for like 10 years. Wow. But now when he returns, he's not 
he's not human anymore. He's whatever those creatures are, and he's basically coming back for his son, basically. So it's so it, it's a it's a really legit like creepy ass movie that you know if you really love like old eighties horror movies, you'll definitely love Extra. Okay, I have to look into that one. I I have meant to see that one. Oh, another movie around that time that I did actually end up seeing, which I don't know how it must not have been rated R, or I knew somebody who had a copy of it, but uh, oh. Because these movies of this time period had those great posters. Like, Extra had that big creepy alien on the poster. So, here's mm-hmm. a poster you might remember. You remember this movie with... Okay, I'm just going to say... Manhole cover. Yes. Open Chud. manhole cover. Yes, it is. Yes. He just said Chud. I got that on DVD, dude. Yeah, yeah. Chud I haven't seen in a long time. Daniel Stern's in that movie, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so what does Chud stand for for the listeners? Uh, it stands for uh, humanoid uh, underground dwellers, I believe. Yes, but there's a, what does the C stand for? Uh, uh, I, I don't remember the C. Oh, oh, uh, uh. biting my own arm. That's what that sound was. <laughs> uh, creature? Cannibalistic. Cannibalistic, yes. Yeah. yes, yes Cannibalistic yes. humanoid underground dwellers. I did. I never did see the second film. Did you? Yes, I got that one on DVD as well, dude. Okay, it was like complete garbage. Oh, really? It's worse than the first one. Well, the first one, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I'll need to actually um, see the first one again because it's been a while. John Goodman was in the first one. Really, him too. John Goodman. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, I appreciated like uh, Chud, like the first Chud, because it was definitely like one of those like cheesy, you know, horror movies from like back in the day where you know it's like it's a New York setting, it's like the sewers, and you know, like uh, the government's like dumping like you know toxic waste, and it's turning the uh, the people in the sewers living in the subways into legit monsters or whatever. So in that regard, it's like it's it's a, a cheesy little horror movie. But now we go into part two, and part two. I mean, I can appreciate the fact that it was about zombies. However, it, it's it's really goofy. It's like a really goofy movie. It's not scary at all. It, it, it's it really does the first one no justice. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that's always been like my thing about sequels and 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 prequels and you know mm. everything else that comes in a franchise is that it, it only takes one movie to destroy the franchise, in my opinion. You know who is, I, I feel has done just a dynamite job with sequels? Who? Uh, so far, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is holding up really well for me. I'm enjoying that a great deal. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I saw um, I saw a few weeks ago, I saw Wonder... Oh, well, this is DC because I'm a big D, uh, DC fan. I saw, oh, oh, I'm glad you mentioned that, Tyson, because on my vacation that I'm taking this week, I am going... Uh, well, I'm going to Michigan for a couple of days. But I am actually heading up to Indiana because there is a guy who has a museum with a very large Marvel slash DC collection. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's called be, the Hall of Heroes. The Hall of Heroes. That should be fun to look mm-hmm. at. Oh, it's definitely going to be. Uh, so I got to see Wonder Woman for the first time a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. Oh, good. Um, but yeah. it seems like every time DC comes out with like uh, with a, a good movie – uh, Marvel uh, definitely comes out with it. And I'm not saying like nothing against DC. I'm always a DC fan. But what I saw like Marvel is coming out with a new a new movie. And it, it looks amazing. 
It's yes. the Infinity War trailer or the Infinity War movie. Yes. I haven't seen the new trailer, but you know what? We are really close here with our – we're like right up to the – we need to see – we've got two movies left to make sure that we see before Infinity War, and it's it's Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther at this moment. So we haven't seen those two yet. Black Panther is still in theaters, so there's a chance, but we need to That's see – That's an amazing movie too, I heard. Which one? Black Panther? Oh, yeah, it's doing really well. Yeah. Um, uh, my parents, I think, just saw it the other day. They also saw Thor Ragnarok, so they should be right caught up. But I, I don't know that they – I don't think they've seen all the other Marvel Cinematic Universe films. But uh, they definitely seen a few of them because they saw, they saw Iron Man 3 in the theater also, and we saw Doctor Strange with them. Uh, so what do you, are you looking forward to the Infinity War movie? Uh, have you, are you uh, current with your – these are two separate questions. Are you current with your, your Marvel Cinematic Universe viewing or – um, not current yet because there's a few I haven't seen Okay. before Infinity Wars, but definitely like viewing the trailer of Infinity Wars. Yep. I have to see it. Um, do you know which because, ones? Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Oh, no, I was just going to ask if you knew which Marvel Cinematic Universe films you needed to see or hadn't seen yet. Oh, oh, oh. I've seen, of course, you know, Captain America, mm-hmm. uh, Civil, uh, what is it, Civil War? There he is. One, one of them is, yeah, that's the third one. Oh, here, I'll, I have yeah. a list of these movies. If you want, I can just ask, uh, and you can say yes, no, if you want. All right, be right back. Ready for Halloween? Well, it doesn't have to be Halloween for you to be ready for this. The Combat Radio two-disc Halloween albums, featuring many of our epic regulars, musicians, songs, and haunted audio tales. All there for you anytime you want it. You want Halloween in August? You want it in May? You want it in April? Get it. Go to CD Baby, enter Combat Radio Halloween, and get yourself hooked up with some haunted awesomeness today. Alright, so, phase one. Alright. Iron Man, 2008. Yes. The Incredible Hulk, 2008. Yes. Iron Man 2, 2010. No. Thor, 2011. Yes. Captain America, The First Avenger, 2011. Yes. Marvel's The Avengers, 2012, The First Avengers movie. Yes. All right, Phase 2, Iron Man 3, 2013. Didn't see that one yet. Thor, The Dark World, 2013. Not yet. Captain America, The Winter Soldier, 2014. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy, 2014. Yes. Avengers Age of Ultron, 2015. Not yet. I've seen that one. It's good. Ant-Man, 2015. Not yet. Also good. Phase 3. So we're in Phase 3 right now. Captain America Civil War, 2016. That was what I was trying to say, yes. That's a good one. That's almost an Avengers movie. I mean, it's kind of an Avengers movie. (laughs) Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also a Captain America movie. It's a great ending to that True. to that story, by the way. The arc of those three movies. Like, if you didn't see Winter Soldier, like, uh, there's there's a lot of good. Anyway, so you should see him at some point. Just watch him again. Anyway, you know, you got you're busy. Um, okay, so Doctor Strange, 2016. Not yet. That's a good one. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming, 2017. Not yet. That's a good one too. All right, and then there's Thor Ragnarok from 2017. Not yet. And Black Panther 2018. Gotta see it still. Alright. So, in the future, they're listing there's going to be uh, Avengers Infinity War 2018. That's coming up. That's, we're in 2018. It's coming up in May, I believe. Yep. And there's. And in- that's gonna be. Fin- dude, the trailer, mm-hmm. it looks fucking phenomenal. It's sick. I believe you. I believe you. Uh, then we got Ant Man and the Wasp coming out in 2018 also. So, that's sequel. Cool. 
And then we, okay. got, we got a Captain Marvel movie coming out in 2019. Ah. And it's, uh, I believe it's Carol Danvers' version. It's not Shazam. It's the other Captain Marvel. Because Shazam, okay. Shazam is DC, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, but you I'm know, not really a big fan. I'm not really a, like I said. I'm, I'm a huge DC fan over Marvel, huh. but I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Shazam. Unfortunately, I'm not that. From the, you know, when I was a kid, there was a uh, there was a live action series on TV mm-hmm. that was uh, based on Shazam, and there was also uh, I'm sure there was a Saturday morning cartoon that was based on it. Maybe mm-hmm. even on the same one. So there's like uh, this is this could just be more fuzzy memories, but like I, I I remember the red outfit with the yellow lightning bolt, and I think there might have been other characters that also had jumpsuits on, but one might have been blue and might have also had a lightning bolt. I don't know. I'm gonna have to Google this stuff because it feels like I was so young, so very young. It's like these things on the just like two three years old little things on the, the the edge of my memory, like Ultraman or whatever it was. Yeah, the thing that grows, but like mm-hmm. uh, Thunder the Barbarian, which was on television. Oh, I remember Thunder the Barbarian. I think I barely do. These are just little bits of like, what is this? These are like the things that, just the images that stick out. Uh, there was a, a Tarzan Saturday morning cartoon that I think was double or uh, paired with uh, a Lone Ranger cartoon. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of strange stuff that was on Saturday mornings that didn't like last that long oh absolutely dude absolutely it's ephemera um <laughs> did you see um did you see uh, uh uh you have seen justice league right i have not oh my god phenomenal i am one movie i'm that movie shy of being current uh to the uh dc film universe or whatever it's called definitely uh definitely phenomenal dude I mean, I do. I do want to see it. Uh, I did just see a movie uh, recently. Finally, uh, my my wife and I have been going through the Harry Potter films. Okay. And then we we hadn't seen, but then did see um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I knew you were going to say that. I that's like the is it? He has dropped out. Yeah, you are. So, what was the question? Didn't Fantastical Beasts, that's supposed to happen before the whole Harry Potter thing, right? Because I haven't seen Fantastical Beasts yet. What was the question? <laughs> okay. I missed the question. I, I'm almost, I'm sorry. All right. No, it's okay. So, Fantastical Beasts and Where to Find Them, that happened before Harry Potter, right? Like, that's supposed to happen before the whole Harry Potter thing? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. The Harry Potter uh, stuff is set in the 90s. Well, it's, uh, it's okay. the 80s and the 90s, but like uh, the school part is seven years in the 90s. So I think the last movie, or the last story, rather, the last book, I think ends in like 98 or something, because he's at, at Hogwarts seven years. So the story of uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them uh, is in the 1920s. Oh, sweet. So it's a bit, yeah, so it's a bit. And then there's a sequel that is coming out this year. What's that one called? I believe it's called The Crimes of Grindelwald. Okay. okay. It makes sense if you've read the books or if you've seen the movies, and also especially if you've seen Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, uh, which is you know it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. So we saw that. But the reason why I brought it up is because the kid that plays the Flash in Justice League is in that movie. Is in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. You know something? It's set in America. Nice. Uh, it's a Harry Potter of- film set in America. 
it's not, it really? Well, it's not a Harry Potter film. It's the Wizarding World. Right. But just set in America. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. No. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because you mentioned uh, you mentioned the Flash, uh, the kid played the Flash, or whatever in in the movies. Um, a lot of people did not give him a fair shake. I thought he was a great Flash. He's not like you know, obviously the one on WB eleven, but you know. Oh, the Arrow versus Flash. Yeah. Well, you have. Here is good. I mean, Kevin Smith's directing episodes. Oh, I just, absolutely. I just, I just so know it's have... separate. Like I don't think of that. It being part of the Justice League or the or the DC Cinematic Universe any more than I think of it being in the universe of that show Gotham. Which, True. Which I don't think is... Uh, so, yeah. Ezra Miller played the Flash in, in Justice League. That's his name, Ezra Miller. Yeah, I saw that name. So anyway, that was the same kid, yeah. Same guy. But, uh, I don't want to say kid. He's probably like 24 or something, which is, you know... Oh, yeah. You know, I shouldn't... But he, he played a good Flash, though. Actually, I have no idea how old he is. Um... He could be old, for all you know. <laughs> yeah, well, he's probably not my age. Uh, yeah, he was born the year I graduated high school. Um, in New Jersey, <laughs> he's he's like oh, he's from New Jersey. He's the same age, yes. as, same age as Miley Cyrus. Basically, he's he's born in '92. Uh, he's from Wyckoff, New Jersey, or Wyckoff, W-Y-C-K-O-F-F. Wyckoff. 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 Because sneezing is too painful. <laughs> there's a lot of weird names. There's a lot of weird names. Uh, uh, towns in New Jersey. Take like, for that, example, doesn't sound strange. It sounds German. Yeah, it is. Um, take like if you if you go up, like up north, right? Sure. Um, there's a town called Bedminster. Bedminster. So, Bedminster. Yep. Oh, is it one word? And then you have. Yep, what? one word. Bedminster. Not Bedminster, but Bedminster. And then there's a town. Bedminster, just one town. And then there's a, a town not too far from here called Imalay's Town. How is that how is that spelled? Don't even ask me. Okay. It's uh well it, it kind of sounds like Himalaya, but it's Imalay's Town. Interesting. And then you also have another town called Cox's Corner. Hmm. So we have weird names in New Jersey. That's cool. Um so yeah, there's a what's the well here I'll speaking of New Jersey. Okay. Somewhere that might be. Okay, so how far from mm-hmm. where you are, roughly, is Patterson, mm-hmm. New Jersey? Or is it Paterson? Uh, I think it's roughly about an hour. It's spelled Paterson. Is, it, Pat- is it Patterson or Paterson? Patterson. Okay, because it's, it's, it's uh, only got roughly, the. Uh, it's about an hour. Oh, okay, so it's a, it's a bit. It's a bit of a jaunt. So, like, if you went there yep. for any reason, there better be a damn good reason, right? Oh, yeah. Well, In fact, I'll give you this. Hold on. Let's see. I'll give you the... Uh, Speaking of 1992, it's a thing I'm looking at, but yeah. Okay, so according to my Google... Okay, yeah. It's exactly one hour and 11 minutes from my location. Okay, so that's quite a bit. But there's a... Uh, yep. So, the reason why I mention it is because there is a park there... It is mm-hmm. the is the Lou Costello Memorial Park, and it has a statue of Lou Costello and Abbott Costello. Nice. Uh, I don't know if you've seen many Abbott Costello films, but uh, they're oh, absolutely. Most of them are quite good, and uh, I understand mm-hmm. that that memorial has got a. Well, it says here that um, 
on the memorial, there's a plaque and a gold record of the Who's on First sketch, and it, apparently they've been on permanent display there since 1956, and a video of the routine loops endlessly in the exhibit area. Oh. So you can hear the, you know... I'm going to have to go... Baseball I'm going to go check that out just to go check it out. You know, it'd be cool. You could get some pictures. You could do a live, uh, you know, a live report from it. You could, you could say what's on. You could bring a little recording device, see what's on the, on the plaque. We can add it into the show at some point in the future, maybe. Do you want to have a look at that trailer from Miami Connection so we can so we can round it out a bit? And then I can... Yeah. All right. So I'm looking at Miami Connections right now. Mm-hmm. Does look I mean, like, how can you not like this movie? Like, it's got like awesome music of that, you know, of that time period, and it's got ninjas. And this guy just cut this guy's head off. And he's laughing. He's like, "Ha <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I'm definitely a, gonna check that out. Yeah, there's a decapitation awesome. in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have, which is seen, awesome because you don't even see that. Anymore. No, 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 never. You definitely don't see that. That's all I'm gonna say. So I heard that's all I'm gonna say, but nothing between whatever you said and that. Oh, I said no. Uh, uh, the guy was like, he took like his katana. Oh yeah, his knit, like his. So he was like. <laughs> yeah, and he's like laugh. It's like the fucking blood comes out. Everything's awesome. Bonkers. It's uh, a it's a bonkers film. Mm-hmm. So so that's the so that was the trailer for Miami Connection. Uh, we just got done talking about uh, that moves on Amazon Prime. There's a whole subculture that sprung up around that film, and there are in games in video games there are homages to it that that just are things that never knew existed. It's like finding. Uh, it's like being on an Easter egg hunt for pop culture. So if you get a chance, Hunter, to see it, uh, you know, I, I don't think you'll regret it. It's 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 worth checking out. Uh, oh, I'm watching that this week. You got if you get a chance. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that about does it for Antisocial Show. I'm Tyson Saner. and I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Have a good time, folks.